Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. That's hilarious. Don't Trina just it. looked up like, at me. She goes, it. don't say anything about how long that intro is. <laughs> we, we have, I swear, like, like the last 15 episodes we've been talking about. We've been talking about. It we need to shorten that intro. Ever up. since we had to start listening to the intro, weirdly, we don't like the intro anymore. <laughs> it's pretty big. Yeah, it's kind of long. It's, it's big. It's a little, little. The first five large. minutes are just the intro of every show. <laughs> it's a little large. It's a little large. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Would I be considered a technology professional in that group you've mentioned? No. Or an influencer? No? A little bit <laughs> of a, no. Yeah. <laughs> you've influenced us. Just a, we like to wing it. And rogue elements. <laughs> rogue elements. We're going to try it again because it didn't work. So we should have brought a professional in. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell on this episode of the podcast show today... We've got Mr. Patrick McBride yeah. uh, early on in the studio here. We appreciate you coming in, my friend. Of course. What is this, my third, fourth? Third or fourth, yeah. Can't believe yeah. you guys keep having me back. You're so yeah. much fun. We, we have not stopped laughing since you've been in the studio. So, <laughs> Dude, we knew you back when you had dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of freaked you guys out today, didn't I? Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I walk in fully, so I'm fully gray. And just the backstory of that is I was in a rock band for, you know, 10 years and made records and toured and I didn't get signed till I was in my thirties and I already slightly started going gray. Mm -hmm. So we'd be in hotel rooms, dyeing each other's hair, uh -huh. jet black, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, I did that for God, 20, mm -hmm. 20 years. And, you know, I just, uh, my wife and I just welcomed our first child, Maddox, our boy. Congrats. And then the pandemic hit and I was kind of like, you know what, to hell with it. I can just keep this real. Let the gray come out. I'm a dad now. I'm not a rock and roller anymore. Um, what am I trying to hide? Let's see where this thing goes. <laughs> and uh, my wife couldn't believe I was doing it. She's like, are you for real letting your hair? I was like, yeah, screw it. And uh, <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah. I kind of yeah. like it. It is shocking to people who haven't seen me for a while. If, it, if it's that shocking to him, just say, just pretend like I dyed it like this. It'll be fine. Yeah. I, well, I think it gives me credibility. Now I'm like the silver, <laughs> the silver fox. Silver fox. Silver fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If only I could lose the uh, extra 25 pounds I gained uh -huh. during the pandemic, I'd be great. Uh, we're not going to that conversation. Mm. <laughs> That's a different show. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to stay healthy for this little, little rug burner. Um, you know, our, our son, cause he's 27 pounds and I'm hauling oh, wow. him everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, the kid, I noticed that your arms were getting bigger. Yeah. Jacked. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it must be, it must be that cause I'm doing no physical activity other than that. <laughs> but, um, the kid won't sleep. So uh -huh. I haven't feel like I haven't slept in a year and my Irish family used to rock me to sleep. Um, and I, I have, I've gone out to the yard. I picked out a nice, decent sized rock. <laughs> And I'm going to try it. They did it to me. I have the dents. I have dents in my head to prove it. There you it know, is. That's uh, how we'll do yes. it. Stone to sleep. <laughs> yeah, getting stoned at my house has a whole new meaning. That's, um, that is, that's biblical. It is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's we're old taking school. it there. But um, uh, God, we got so much to to talk about. Like, yeah. Well, we're about know. done here, so hurry up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time. Drone on Demand is a professional aerial video and photography company that uh, was launched in 2015. 2015 here in Kansas City, and he has spread his propellers, if you will, instead <laughs> of spreading your wings. Um, <clears throat> I know that you've done work with uh, Ron Kirby over in Kentucky. Oh, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Precious great, Ron. Great and powerful Ron Kirby. Yep. You're great people. Him Did and Chris Did you just say Precious Ron? Precious Ron. Yeah. Ron Kirby. I'm, trying, I'm gonna highlight and comment on this video on your behalf. I'm trying so to I'm trying to get commentary. that off the ground. I don't know if it'll stick Precious out there in his Ron. <laughs> <laughs> That's I want to be known as the guy that uh, gave a lot of nicknames to people. You're already known as that guy, but it's not oh, a yeah. flattering, uh, it's not a compliment. Not in a good role. way. Well yeah. I'm trying <laughs> Well, you know the story with Ron. I, I know you guys know it, but I was working for Ron doing this fantastic video. It was two two man crew, ground, aerials, like full day shoot at um, Meadowbrook Game Farm, this huge multi thousand acre property he was he was uh, marketing. And we took a lunch break and my wife calls and says, The baby's coming. You yeah. gotta get home. Yep. And so I'm freaking out and those guys are like, Oh my, you gotta be kidding me. So yeah. Um, they drove me two and a half hours to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, first they were trying the to call airport, me a private, yeah. like a private plane guy, like a Cessna dude or something. Wow. And I was like, screw that. Man. <laughs> I'm not going to make it home alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see the birth of my some, child in a 172. Guy I just want to plane. And no, like, they I were, just want to get there. Dude, they were so sweet. They were calling people, you know, both of them on the horn trying to find pilots. And then I ended up getting a red eye out of Nashville and making it just in time to see my son be That's born. Amazing. And, uh, what an experience. And then I left my other guy down there to finish the gig and drive all the equipment home, which he did and did a great job. The video is up uh, Metal Metal Brook Game Farm on our Vimeo channel. It turned out awesome, you know. Very um, cool. But I've yeah. seen the video. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the video. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's cool is an understatement. You yeah. um, you do good work. You do good work. Thank you. <laughs> good quality okay. work. You're okay after all. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> that goes into it. I mean, you and I just had a situation recently where. You you had flown a property and got great got some video for me, and I kind of showed you. You almost said great video, and then it's like, oh, you got some video. <laughs> I mean, you got the footage. Got, <laughs> it wasn't what we could use, it, but you got some. It needed a little work. Yeah, it needed. Hey, some can work. you work with this? Um, <laughs> that was what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't want my name on it. <laughs> but yeah. you and and I just kind of showed you just a few things in, in that process to make that video, you know, what, what we have to do, we corrected the color and we changed the temperatures and we, you know, edited it together with the music and straightened out some of the horizons that were crooked. And and that was just the beginning. That was before we even started graphics. So I think you really got a taste for how much goes into the post to make a good video. Yeah. It isn't just flying the drone. That's, that's in fact the easy part. I'm going to argue that the, the artistry in all of this comes after you capture. You're just basically building a canvas with the the video. You right. know, it's the actual artistry comes from taking that and turning that into something. Right. It it kind of ties in together. It transitions well. It um, mm-hmm. it follows and flows with the music. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as it gets more intense, so does the imagery, right. and maybe it speeds up or slows down. And right, yeah, and and then color, you know, color the saturation, the yeah. exposure, the jello effect, which is prevalent in right. a lot of people's amateur stabilizing video. the yeah. the footage. Well, there, you know, interestingly enough, and I've said this before at the at the UC uh, talks where I've, I've been there, but you know, I know a lot of people when they do their marketing there was this thought that like, just get as much content out there as you can, even if it's shitty. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the problem with that, can I say shitty? Yeah. Yes, well, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, uh, you can't, we need to just, it's adults. Hard. Okay. There. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. I'll tell you right before I'm going to say that word and then you can hit the button. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if he says, even if it looks, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's all, all adults here listening, right? Oh, there's no yes. kids? Okay. But um, so, yeah. So content, like there's a thing <laughs> called the. Be like, I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't, think I don't so know either. if kids <laughs> listen to this or not. I... <laughs> we are actually check the age demographic of this show. I don't know. I don't That's know. hilarious. I'm just keeping it real. Kids um, are getting ready to go to sleep. Yeah, turn on the celery <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Sean just lulls me to sleep with that satiny, smooth voice of his. Well, that could be taken one of two ways. Or it he drones on to where it just puts me to sleep. <laughs> and then you take the left and you put it in the right. And it goes... <laughs> It's like these, this content just freaking makes me drowsy. What's um, we talking about? Aerial videos? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so content. Um, looks crappy. If your content looks crappy, there's something out there called the Edelman Trust Barometer. And basically what it says is that if you put out shitty content, people lose faith in, in well, your they, brand. They start feeling like you're a shitty per- like a yeah. shitty company if you're not paying attention to the content, right? Right. And everybody yeah. wants to work with somebody reputable. You know who does yeah. a, a great job is Ton- Tondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, dude, yeah. you know, he's not afraid to put himself out there. And I'm not I know some people don't like to be in front of the camera. Tondo clearly isn't a guy who cares about that. <laughs> but he does a great job of building a story and talking about how working with him is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has uh, testimonials yeah. from, from clients who've worked with them, talking about obstacles they've overcome with, you know, we, we ran into this problem and this problem and Tondo fixed it, you know, like he's, it's very well thought out and it's, and it's very high, high production value. Um, and I know that because he called my competitor. No, I'm kidding. He's not my competitor. <laughs> <laughs> I actually work with a guy he called Trevor. I don't know how he called him. That's a whole other conversation. But anyways. Uh, he does a killer job and he, it doesn't even have to be on that level. Like even an iPhone today mm-hmm. shoots 4k 60 awesome looking video yeah. and you can make great testimonials yourselves. You can make a, a selfie, you know, video. Um, there's ways to do that, but you just got to really, really think about it, you yeah. know, and put good stuff out there. Well, no one Tondo, um, you know, to the limit that I know him, <clears throat> he seems very um, intense about the type of marketing that goes out the door. He's he's myopically focused on doing it right, right. And he wants a really clean product. And mm-hmm. and uh, to your point, what you were starting to say earlier is 
people notice the difference in that. Yeah. You bet they do. And that's what heightens the experience in business is I like doing business with this company because that company turns out a great product. Right. And I don't have to worry about it. I, I know it's going to shine when they're finished with it because yeah. they're more critical of their self than the public's going to be. On. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how you keep people... You know, that's how you keep the spotlight on you. One of the guys you had in here, and I, I think I sent him sent him your way, but Christian Vetter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks yes. a lot about, because um, he's got his master's in digital marketing and communications, and b- like putting tags behind those videos. Mm-hmm. It's, let's say you post a YouTube video, and it's Tondo, you know, doing his thing. If Tondo goes in and tags that and says, United Country Acreage uh, Realtor uh, Auction, any of those keywords that he wants to use, he parks that video on YouTube as the web crawlers come around and see that video more often. When people do Google searches, large acreage sales, blah, 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 large acreage uh, agent, that ad that he's put up there, if he's tagged the keywords behind it properly and it's just going to the more settings Mm -hmm. button on YouTube and adding meta tags, that video is like a salesperson working 24 mm-hmm. seven for you, boosting your visibility on Google. That's the machine. That's what the machine, that's the fuel for the machine. Correct. Yeah. And you got to fuel it if you want it to go somewhere. Yeah. And you can't just post the video and hope, you know, people are going to see it. If you meta tag it, right. Add the right tags. Think about, I mean, I have a list of probably a hundred tags I use and I build more for each client. Um, that I put behind the videos when we post them on Vimeo. Do you find that you use, regardless of what the video is of, commercial property, land, residential, um, just wooded tracks, you know, mm-hmm. what we looked at. By the way, that was beautiful, what you showed us earlier. Oh, to save the forest, but yeah. Do you, do you find that you use the same tags for all of those? No. Okay. Yeah. They're very unique. All right. So yeah. you do personalize them towards the housing industry and you what bet. organic searches would be looking for for residential property or homes for sale. You bet. Okay. You bet. Because you know, Do you people, have some boilerplate tags that just fit, you know, um, uh, yes. marketing, real aerial, estate. Yeah. Yeah, real yeah. estate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll create a group of them for each client. You know what I mean? And and then add those tags. Because obviously, you know, United Countries have, has very different tags. When we're talking about large acreage stuff, we're talking about auctions, that that set of tags. Yeah. And then somebody like Storage One Casey, they're going to have a different set yeah. of tags. Yeah. You know? yeah. Or even so, to save the forest or whatever. Right. Yeah. About real estate. Yep. Super so. important to, yeah. to do that with any of your videos that you put out there. You know, um, I think everybody should should really work on that and and on your website too yeah i know people talk about oh, tags yeah. on websites yeah. uh it's the same thought process but it behind the video that you post for for that particular auction or whatever the case may be right exactly exactly search engine optimization mm-hmm. right is that yeah. essentially what we're S- talking yep. about seo correct seo but you know we were saying the the post-production side of things um, it's very different. Like we had a, a challenge to where, you know, you were saying, Hey, we got X amount in this marketing budget and I need to make a video. And I said, that's going to get us to here, you know, to step a, Yeah. we'll get an edited video. We'll get music behind it. We'll throw intro outro graphics. But when you're talking about the adding dynamic property lines, mm-hmm. which I think are key, if you know, you're flying at 400 feet and you're looking at this huge, what, what was that one? A thousand acres, maybe 
What? Which one? We the one we about? just worked on for you guys, where you Probably you shot the drone video. Oh, 440. 440, okay. Yeah. You can't even fly and get that all in one shot. No. So it's. I think it's important to let the people know, what am I looking at here? Where, yeah. Where's? What am where's I buying? On this? Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. the budgets are going to take a little bit more. Um, I know for one of our clients, we have a video that's, you know, we shoot $500 videos for them every time where it doesn't have a ton of Anything, property yeah. lines. Mm-hmm. Then there's a thousand dollar price point where you start adding price point, you know, yeah. uh, uh, property lines, dynamic stuff, and that kind of, and it just goes up from there. Motion graphics, motion graphics, flying through logos and, yeah. um, you know, land, acreage stats and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's important. But I think if you know, hey, we've got X amount to work with, we always try to make it work, and especially for you guys, you guys have been such great clients for me. I'll always make it work, but knowing like what those numbers are, what to expect, because just buying the drone isn't going to get you a great video. No, no. At that point you're a hobbyist. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to know how to shoot it. You know, um, do I need an, you know, and and do I need an ND filter? What do I need? Uh, was a party going on? There's something going on. Rocking out there. Are they drinking? It's, it's early in the day, possibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> knowing, knowing this building probably is the real answer. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. it. It There's a lot to know. And I think we're, God, I must be at, at least 5,000 hours. I'm not at the 10,000 mastery level, but, you know, making the product, knowing when I go out there, I know how I'm shooting it because I know what I'm going to do in post. Yeah. That's all pretty important stuff. Yeah. You know. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's think about that. Let's slip away here from the sponsors. We'll come back in just a couple minutes with more uh, with Patrick McBride, Drone On Demand. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Patrick McBride. We were talking about... Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> we were yeah, talking. You were way far away. I was yeah. like, what is that noise? Who's that guy in the other room who keeps talking? He's British. <laughs> Sorry, He's you British. creeped me out there. I was like, what? Uh, your British is not near as good as you? your uh, as your great northern exposure. Oh, don't you? Know? Oh, jeez, yes. don't go there now. <laughs> what you talking about up there in Duluth? Up in Duluth, <laughs> I'm headed to the Twin Cities. Oh, you are? Next month for the National Auctioneers Association's convention is going on uh, July, I think, 13, 13, yeah, something, something like that. that yeah. Hope there's some police there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Attendance is not expected to be um, strong yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. still, uh, I think, a little bit of unrest. Yeah, exactly what we need, less police. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, it's it's a shame, too, because you book these. That, we have that problem as a company and in all large organizations. You book these places two and three years out. You're kind of locked in, and mm-hmm. it, it makes it really hard to uh, to pivot off of that. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't typically get political, but um, to me, it just makes no sense. It's like when you when you need to start throwing salaries at those guys, that's like the scumbag lawyer down the street gets and then you're going to see quality trained mm-hmm. tactical guys that that deserve that pay i mean yeah. geez my mother was a school teacher for years and talk about how important that job is and they don't make shit nope yep. yeah it's a labor of love and it, it should be the same for policemen so we can get those high quality people mm-hmm. that we need yeah in there taking yeah. care of us and protecting us you don't throw less money. That's not going to fix the problem. So definitely, I, definitely not. Uh, defunding the the, um, the defunding the solution is not going to fix a problem. Correct. Yeah. That's right. And speaking of police, uh, FAA. You didn't you just meet a guy? I did. I did. What I was met, your experience with that? Um, good. They're they're tight. You know, they're those guys are um, they're focused on uh, flying drones and protective measures. Let's face it. I fly a lot. You know, yes. in, in my job and just in, in career, I fly a lot across the country on commercial jets right. that does not need um, a hobbyist, uh, an, an amateur videographer, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, sending uh, that through the engine of one of those planes, oh, you know, yeah, or man. through yeah. the cockpit windshield. No. Um, I'm so I, I see the strength, you right. know, in having regulation over this. I'm OK. I'm pro regulation. As long as it's not stereotypical government, it's like, well, you know, I'm, I want to get my arms all the way around it yeah. so I can basically right. just disarm them. You know, right. just, just I, I, our ultimate goal is to take away all the drones. Well, don't do that. Right. You know, I think there's yeah. a happy medium. and um, But with that, you've got to have stiff penalties. You know, yeah, if somebody's violating airspace out there and putting... What on average is on an airplane? 200 plus yeah. people on yeah. one of those aircrafts. If you're putting 200 people's lives in danger mm-hmm. that's trying to make an approach at an airport out here, mm-hmm. you you need some harsh penalties if yeah. you get up there and get in the way and you're doing something foolish. I play it on the, you know, we did a lot of virtual uh, training stuff with UC throughout the pandemic time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I started playing real world videos, uh, drone stuff. And, you know, look up the one with the Blue Angels. And I, I don't know if you watched it where the guy it. is downtown in the city. The Blue Angels are doing their flyover for the first responders. And this guy barely misses the left wingman. Yep. I, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it goes right by him. If that would have hit the cockpit, could yeah. you imagine yeah. the damage and chaos that would have caused, or, or in the engine for that matter? Mm-hmm. Um, 
just people are just doing stupid stuff with them. Well, <clears throat> there's a difference in in intent, you know, in ignorance, you know, just just doing something kind of dumb, right? And then malicious intent, yeah, correct. Yeah. But I can, I have a strong feeling that I would attest to that if it goes bad, if it happens, that ignorance is going to be quickly shifted over to malicious, malicious intent. intent. Yeah. So regardless, it's like, I, I just didn't even understand. I didn't, well, then you shouldn't have been up there in the first place. Exactly. But uh, now that you've done it, now you're, you know, uh, uh, could be considered, you know, just an act of terrorism. Right. Because, and that is the direction that um, yeah. the average American, you know, they love to believe the worst. Oh, yeah. Sure, so, of course, yeah. God forbid you happen to get into a wreck up, up in the clouds with one of these planes up there, it's it's not going to be just a mistake or something. You're right. probably going to be held out to dry because the FAA, amongst just the government and the air traffic in general, would like to make an example out of more people so sure. that they can shut that down. Well, and they have made an example of one guy recently um, who got fined. I can't remember what the fine was, but it was insane. For posting all these YouTube videos, violating airspace in New York City, um, oh, yeah. and just blatantly not giving an F about it and saying there, come get me kind of a thing. And I, I say it at the conventions, you know, there's so many drones and so many videos, there's no way the FAA can police all of that. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to come after the, the United country realtor who happened to fly his own property to save a few bucks and, and, you know, posted the video without his one Oh seven, he's going to get a, a, a letter, a harsh wording. You yeah. know what I mean? Sure. It's if he continues to do that, yeah. Then it's like okay. Yeah, it's a little more malicious at that point right. because we just told you not to do it, and now you're right. doing it again. And I mean, you know, that Blue Angels video when you see how close he was to that jet. You know, we did a building inspection in downtown uh, of nine nine oh nine Walnut. You know that iconic building with the two towers oh, on the yeah, top yeah. of it, mm -hmm. right? At the whole and the whole tops of penthouse yeah. somebody mm -hmm. owns. We did an inspection on that building from top to bottom. Right. Took us two full days. Yeah. But during that time when we were flying in the city, we were losing compass headings. We were having GPS location problems. The drones were drifting yeah. back and forth. They're just machines. Right. Yeah. Had that drone drifted slightly on that Blue Angels plane. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's game over. Yeah. I, I say it all the time. It's it's all cool and fun and games until it isn't. Um, but that's why they want to do this remote ID. Did he tell you about that? He mentioned it. You and I talked about that. Let's talk about it a little bit more. Yes. Now that we have uh, the public's ear here on the show. So what the FAA is, is trying to do is establish remote ID. Now, two things have happened this year that are new. First of all, all the new drones that come out, DJI, Altel, whatever the manufacturer is, have to have ADSB on them, which is how they locate planes now. They don't use radar. They're yeah. using GPS. And ADSB is a way for the airplane to say, I'm here. Now, there's two types of, of ADSB. There's an in and an out. So the in tells you there's other planes around me. The out says I'm another plane, if that yeah. makes any, any sense. So the drones have to minimally have ADSB in. So when I'm flying this new FPV drone... If there happens to be a plane nearby, I'm going to get a pop-up window on the screen that says aircraft nearby. Yeah, get get the heck out of the way. Yeah, that's a federal law as mm -hmm. of this year. All all aircraft have to have ADSB at least in. 
But what the FAA really wants to do is have a digital license plate called Remote ID. And what they want is to have my name, my pilot uh, FAA number, and my location available at all times where they can see it. And they even want the general public to see it. So what they're trying to do is create an app to where you could open it up as a civilian or a homeowner or whatever and, and see any drones that may or may not be nearby you in the air, who that person is flying it, and, and even as far as where is that person standing with the controller. Yeah. Now, that is a problem, for especially for realtors, because we've said this before. I've had tons of angry, ignorant uh, people that have confronted me about what am I doing? Neighbors and whatnot. Yeah. Why are you flying yeah. a drone? you know, near me. Mm-hmm. Sure. What are you looking at? Are you looking at me? Are you looking at my ugly kids? Yeah. Um, you and we've know. seen those videos too of people like smacking them down with brooms and things like that. Oh, so. just yeah, yeah. ridiculous stuff. So people are kind of paranoid and, you know, you know, it's, I've had more than my fair share of people. Now, legally I could tell them to pound sand and I, you know, they say, well, what are you doing? Who are you working for? Oh, I'm working for Nunya. Mm-hmm. Haven't you heard of them? None your business. <laughs> the, but, none, the none your corporation. <laughs> none, your cor- <laughs> none your damn business. Um, but uh, yeah, what are we looking at here? So I just looked up ADSB, Automatic Dependent Surveillance, Surveillance Broadcast. So it it's um, it's transferring or it's it's transponding out a signal, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's sending a signal out continually. <clears throat> Question is, can I fly without ADSB? And it says that the uh, requirement for ADSB equipment was put into place in January 1 of 2020. Um, and this is from the FAA's website. Um, out, ADSB out, where you're sending the signal out, is required to operate in airspace. If you never fly in ADSB designated airspace, then there's no requirement. What qualifies? designated airspace how do you find out if you're flying in airspace or not in airspace i mean just about every (laughs) everywhere is (laughs) and here's where i'm going with that i'll make that class i'll make that question a little easier there's a 300 foot ceiling for hobbyist Mm -hmm. 400 it's 400 right so 400 foot ceiling for hobbyist if you stay below 400 feet are you flying in designated airspace as long as you're not within a certain radius of an airport well it depends and if if this is something you need to know to get your faa exam your drone pilot exam the airspaces especially around airports look like upside down wedding cakes Mm. they're wider at the top and then as they come down they get smaller and smaller so you would need to to understand that airspace and say, hey, if I'm flying at 400 feet, am I in one of those circles of the upside down cake to where I am in controlled airspace? Yes, sir. That's important to know, especially with properties, because we get calls all the time. Hey, can you fly this commercial or this acreage? It happens to be. Didn't aren't we talking about? We're talking one? about one right now, just so, up here on the north side of Kansas City. Right. Not too far. I'm gonna guess. Um, just straight. Right. East, um, two miles from Kansas City's International Airport. KMCI, yeah. So we're getting pretty close. Right. That, yeah. We, we talked about that. And what you can use uh, to check to see if your property is in a controlled airspace, there's a couple things. The FAA has something called the grid maps, which if you just do a Google search for FAA grid maps, it'll take you there. There's also a, a website, and there's a few. I use AirMap. Um and remember, we pulled that up. You yeah, typed in the address. Airmap.com. Airmap.com. 
typed in the address and it showed us right there what allowable airspace we would be able to fly in. And I believe we determined it was a hundred feet they were allowing there. And then anything farther West, it went to zero grid Mm -hmm. and even zero grids flyable. If you're a one Oh seven and you send a safety report into the FAA and say, Hey, we're mitigating risk X, Y, and Z. We're having a visual observer. We've got uh, the tower comm on a radio. We can still fly those properties, but that we do charge a little bit extra for that paperwork because it's time. It takes some time. Sure, yeah, sure. A week or two to get the approval. Are you getting written authorization or prior approval to do that? Yes. Or is that a post yes. report you send in? No, it's a pre-approval to be in that airspace. And DJI, which you know most people own DJI drones, they lock you out unless you can give them that documentation from the FAA. So how's that happen? Do you you have a number? That you put into it? So what, what we do is uh, with the DJI drones, and I know a lot of people have them, there's the self-unlocking, which is what we'll do for that 100-foot airspace. We can do that ourselves. Um, you know, just give the dates that we're going to be there, give our flight controller serial number, give our phone number, blah, blah, blah. DJI then sends a token to the drone that says, I'm allowed to fly here in this spot at 100 at feet. At this height, yeah. At this height, yeah. right? Um, with the zero grid... I have to send a whole a whole safety mitigation thing to the FAA saying X, Y, and Z. We know this is here. We're only going to be operating this high. This is all all the risk we're we're avoiding, and then they give me a piece of paper that allows me to fly for that day at that specific mm-hmm. date and time, and they may give me a hundred or two hundred feet in that zero grid, but it's very specific. I take that paperwork, I go to the DJI custom unlocking, which is different than the self one, and give them that paperwork from the FAA, and then they unlock it on the DJI side. So there's two levels you got to unlock. And they're they're unlocking it for a period of time. Correct. Very, very short period of time. Wow. So what happens to your drone if you go over that period of time? Well, it's... It just comes right back to you? No, I mean... (laughs) Typically, it's for a day. You know, you unlock it for the full day or whatever. Well, and she may be asking mechanically. What, yeah. what yeah. I think what it does is the drone won't go any higher. It, 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 just, it puts a ceiling on it. It does. It yeah. puts a ceiling and it puts a radius. Because we have a, a company called Multivac that we work with right across from the airport. And I gave them a little circle. This is where I'm going to be operating at 200 feet for this long. And I tried just to kind of see, like, well, How, let me fly to the circle. No. Just locks you in. Locks you in. So what's interesting is, uh, did you hear that DJI just, uh, remember we've talked before about how we were freaking out because they were Chinese? Oh, DJI, yeah. I remember talking about that. Remember we talked about this before? And so for a while the government said no DJI drones can be used federally. They just passed saying they're fine. Nice. I think so that's they kind did of a little research and decided. I, well, I think nice. it's interesting. Again, I'm not getting all crazy politics on it, but it's kind of interesting with our old president. Uh-huh. No Chinese yeah. drones. <laughs> new new president. And apparently it's OK. I don't know. It's interesting. Something to think about. But um, yeah. So now well, in this day fine. and age, I, I think everybody, you know, warrants being at least watched and, and investigated. You know, it they they need to figure it out and kind of either. Just say, oh yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, they're 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 probably doing a hard look at that. And there's so much stuff going on in the government that we we would not sleep good, sleep no. well at night if we knew. No, a quarter 
of, you know, 2% of what's going on in the government. We're better off not knowing. Well, I can tell you this. So one of the requirements when you're a commercial company like ours is you have to keep data logs that you're maintaining your batteries and doing all that stuff. So I did a data dump on my very first drone. And I'm telling you, it had every flight path that I flew since 2015 when the first Inspire came out. It had pictures. It had... It, I mean, it knew exactly yeah. GPS-wise in the States where I was flying. Now, probably not a big deal for my field, which is, you know, real estate and things like that. But if I was flying critical infrastructure yeah. Mm-hmm. and doing a bridge or a power plant or whatever. You're going to be on a watch list. All yeah. that data goes to Beijing. Yeah. Oh, so oh. China can see it and see all the infrastructure. Yeah. That is correct. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were concerned with with the special forces guys that were using drones over there in Afghanistan and stuff. It's like... Well, if it's DJI and you're flying it around, they can see everything. Everything you can see, yeah. yeah. And in China, you know, uh, it's it's interesting. I met this 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 guy from Hong Kong uh, during the pandemic. I've been playing a lot more video games than I should, <laughs> <laughs> and I play this Star Wars Squadrons game. Hey, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so you uh, and and you fly. Uh, it's fantastic. Like I, I've been enamored by star Wars since I was a kid, but you get to fly in an X wing and you're mm-hmm. with groups of five against another group of five. And I've met guys from Australia, uh, these really great guys from Scotland. And I was chatting with this guy from Hong Kong mm-hmm. and he was talking about how pissed they are that the Chinese are, you know, occupying that and it's going to get folded in yeah. and everything. And, and he said, you know, the Chinese have zero, uh, respect for intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Because it's all part of the state. That's yeah. right. It isn't your idea. It isn't your song. No, you're working Chinese, for the it's man. China's idea. It's, and China's it's, song. it's all yeah. for the better, the That's better right. of the state. And um, I know that they've casted a very wide net to to collect data, um, to collect intellectual property, all those kind of things. And who knows how they're using it? You just, you just, you don't know. Yeah. You know, do they care about our auction? We're just going to shoot. I don't know. Do they? Maybe. It's Fairview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd have to know where Fairview is to appreciate that. But, uh, right. But it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that doesn't now, have a lot of infrastructure yeah. um, that uh, is considered um, a critical piece of our strategic defense. Right. Right. <laughs> We're not hiding silos in Fairview. Well, so. for you DJI people that own them, I wish that there was an American company that made these things. Yeah. I would buy it in a second. The customer service, if anything on your DJI drone breaks, God God help you because <laughs> you're never going to be able to get any help. You have to go online and watch videos because they're just awful. Oh, I bought Absolutely a brand awful. new drone from the Fisher Price company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from Milton Bradley. <laughs> Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. You won't know who Milton Bradley is, Trina, because you're too young. Yeah. That's old gray hair guys know. They made Monopoly, right? That's who. They actually did, yeah. They were a big board game company. She does know who they are. (laughs) Hey, speaking of that, you want to have some fun? Yes. All right. I got a game for you. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? 
unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're back in the studio with Patrick McBride. Trina has been the... Uh, Reigning champion. Reigning champion. That's the word you're All right. For. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. I got She's, some, She I, is proud of her achievements. Listen, Sean has learned a few things on this podcast from me, weirdly enough. I did. I, I learned about the Fibonacci sequence. sequence. Oh, that's a cool one. You knew one. nothing about that before that day. Somehow you missed that's it. Correct. I have tons of random crap knowledge. Uh, me too. I, I don't know where it, it comes like from. Seems like most of my knowledge is that. Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, what you got? Bring it on. Let's just see since you uh, since you guys seem to both hold the ability to know weird random facts. I'm okay. going to read some to you and let's see if you can guess the right answer. Okay. Here's the first one. Animals that lay eggs don't have what on their body? What body part? Nipples. I'm with her nipples, yeah. She got it first. Yep, you're both wrong. What? It's belly buttons. Belly, uh, well, oh. animals that lay eggs do not have a belly button. They also don't have milk, though, so I think both are true. I think technicality, there's a technicality there. Belly button would make sense. That was just, yeah. Yeah, belly button does make sense. Yeah. That was a common sense you know, I missed. There may be more than one thing they don't have. Yeah. But on this sheet, it says belly buttons. Okay. All we'll right. fact check for the next episode. All right. <laughs> this goes back. Um, this is going to date you just a little bit, Trina. But uh, it's going to date me. It's going to it's going to be a little bit older for you. What was the first toy to be advertised on television? Barbie. Slinky. I like what you said there. Slinky or silly putty. One of those. Ooh. two. Those are a couple of oldies too. So I'll make it. What uh, is it? So it's uh, it's similar to a doll. Okay. But, Joe. but it it had removable parts. You could put different Lego. Parts. No? Now, now you're thinking now Miss, you're thinking a little earlier. Mr. Potato Head. That's uh, it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, one and uh, one. Oh no. No. I, oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. We'll yeah. say one to nothing. 
I'm trying to de-seat the champ here. <laughs> Dethrone. You're doing good so far. Bonanthropy. B-O-A-N-T-R-T-H-R-O-P-Y. Bonanthropy. Can we use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> this person has bonanthropy. Is a psychological disorder in which patients believe they are a what? The first three letters are B-O-A? Skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> Skeleton. I got Mr. Bones. <laughs> Come on in. Take off your skin and rattle around in your bones. You know where I heard that is uh, years ago on a t- the TV show MASH. They were getting drunk in their tent. Come on in. Take off your skin and rattle around in your bones. Bone enthropy is a psychological disorder in which patients believe they are a what, Trina? It is not skeleton. I bet not. It's, no, it's an it animal. Snake? Ooh. Because of boa, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a cow. A cow. They believe oh, they're a cow. Bovine yeah. enthropy. I was trying to go with the Latin on mm. that one. I was like, B-O-A. I don't know what that I is. went with enthropy being something to do with death. Here's the next one. This is a fun one. <laughs> He's yeah. just going to ignore that whole thing. No, I'm not trying to <laughs> ignore it. <laughs> Getting dark. I'm going to start buzzing you guys. Okay. All right. Camels have how many eyelids? Two. None. Four. None? <laughs> it's either, it's probably three or four, right? Yeah, they have three. Uh, they have uh, three. They gotta get this, they keep the sand out of them with one. That was a really dumb answer. <laughs> None. None. Their eyes are They're, they're wide open all the time. Getting, my God, my eyes are dry. Peppered with sand. <laughs> you know, that's Visine in their hump. Did you guys not know that? Uh, I always wonder where Everybody Visine knows came that. From. Camel there house. is a McDonald's. You know what McDonald's is, no. hopefully, Patrick. Can you explain that? I do. There is the Golden Arches. <laughs> okay. There is a McDonald's in every continent except one. Which one? Continent? Every continent has a McDonald's I mean, except seven, for... right? So... <laughs> Antarctica. I'm going to Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> that was an easy one. We've yeah. got, we've like, got wait, a couple. There's only seven. They're working on it, though. There's... All right. They're actually doing quite a bit down there. Patrick's got two, big, Trina. Big I've got fish. one. Fish yeah. sandwiches are big down there. Antarctica. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you ever had the McBlubber? It's fantastic. No, I've not. I may have actually had it a couple times. It's fantastic. I've heard this before. Mosquitoes are attracted to people who just ate what type of fruit? Ooh. Pineapple. Nope. I'll say banana. Patrick. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> did I get yeah, it? We don't have a did. dinger. We don't, oh. we don't have the, you're wrong. There you go. Thank you. Thank you very much. All little. right, well, here dang. we go. We're at three, three to one now. Mike, no camel eyelids still uh, blows it all the way. You're going to love this. Cats have how many, they have over how many vocal cords? It's a bunch. I'm going to say Six. Six is not a bunch. Um, like 500. <laughs> Vocal cords. That's way too much. I don't well, know. Well, we have two, right? Really? So. Cats, cats have over 100 vocal cords. I mean, law of averages, I was still closer. Than... Wow. Yeah, I suppose so. This you want to do the law of right. averages? This isn't I the know. price that's right, Trina. One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> One vocal cord. One. I'll take they one vocal cord one. for 500. Well, I mean, technically Zero. you're right if you say more than one and it's more than one, right? <laughs> I can name I can name that question in one vocal cord. 
That's a great show, by the way, if you haven't watched it, that name, that tune. Oh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm not doing that one. Here's Okay, here's a good one. Most toilet paper sold in France is what color? I'm going to say brown. I'm going to say, yeah, like, oh, oh, magical? No? no. Yeah, I hit the wrong magical <laughs> button. Magical wrong. Um, like, Pink or yellow? Oh, Trina. Oh, she comes back. It's pink. Okay. It's pink. All right. All those trips to France I take. <laughs> Aloha. Hi. The Hawaiian alphabet only has blank letters in it. How many letters, the number of letters, does the Hawaiian alphabet have? Wow. I'm just going to go <clears throat> random and say uh, 20. Higher or lower? <laughs> lower. One dollar. Yeah, I'll help you. You know what? We'll take turns going uh, first, and I'll help you with that. Nine? All right. No? Twelve. Twelve. Oh. Okay. It has 12 letters. Okay. Some of these are kind of They're tough. They're all vowels and a couple H's. <laughs> <laughs> Hula. Oh, no. The human nose How can we? remember... Blank thousand different scents. It is a multiple of 10,000. So is it 10, I'm, 20, 30, 40, I'm so saying on? 50,000. Oh, that's a good guess. Um, 20. 20,000. It is 50,000. Okay, good guess. Patrick. Uh, Patrick for the win. Patrick. I think you blew me out the water this time. So told far. you, random yeah. useless knowledge. You, uh, yeah, but did you actually have that or did you guess a random number? I knew it was, I knew it was somewhere around the 50, 60. I was almost said 60, but yeah, okay, fair enough. You win that. <laughs> that was, uh, that was kind of interesting. That yeah. was very interesting. Yeah, I guess we, I'll work on the questions a little bit yeah. where I can. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do next time we do this, I'll make it multiple choice. Yeah, that's, oh, even, that's even better. Camels have how many eyelids? Is it three? Is it a two? Is one. Or is it zero. seven? <laughs> or zero? If they didn't, if they had zero, I wouldn't even have brought it up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any. Yeah. Uh, if you if you blink, you'll miss it. <laughs> no, little eyelid humor. No? I would you burn. You get where's your rim shot? Where's your rim shot? Really? Oh, I've got one in here. Yeah, there's uh, Sean. We need this for sure. Rim shot. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. If you blink, you'll miss it. The studio is fantastic, you guys. Yeah, thank you. This is like really it. cool. It smells like glue in here right now. You guys were huffing glue. We Quit were. Lying. We, we had to respray some these. This one's about to fall off too. Sean. Yeah, it's funny. We do a little wall art in here, and it uh, it's trying to remove itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks great though, you guys. This is really, you thank guys have really you. stepped it up. It's oh, we appreciate it. Yeah, I say thank you. Like I had anything to do with it. <laughs> she did. Thanks. I hung she that did. sign right there. That's all I did in here. Very good. Yeah. It's the only thing it's that's the, not falling <laughs> off the is, wall. Yeah. So it's not falling out. Yeah. Uh, she well actually did great. Well, Patrick, thanks so much yes, yes, for yes, coming yes. in. It sounds like we're going out in the front yard. I'm we are going to fly that. this FPV drone. We're going to go FPV style. Yeah. Yeah, we've used it on a few opens for uh, some of the videos we've done on the large acreage stuff. Because when you get it out in the in the open, I mean, it does like 80, 
80 miles an hour full speed wow in sport mode it's it's a very specific drone you asked me out of the gate it's not something you want to get going to want to get for your video marketing mm -hmm. or for your photography yeah um, there's more versatility, whether you get a Mavic or, you know, Mavic air, any of the Mavic series are going to be great for, for real estate marketing. This isn't really for that. It's very specific. Um, but this would be great to do, you know, car chase. Yeah. We, we do a, a, we do a race every year where we're going to bring this thing to the track and, you know, chase things around. That's and, fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. 80 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's no joke. And, and you saw it now it's just a wireless, uh, joystick you hold in yeah. your hands. You guys thought it I was going like to take temperature. your temperature. Yeah, it looks like one of the infrared temperature thermometer things. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, let's, uh, yeah, yeah. let's go outside. Let's give it a try. Yeah, for before sure. We, <clears throat> before we hop off, uh, tell our listeners how to find Drone On Demand. Yeah, so it's uh, droneondemand.com, and um, we specialize in making aerial marketing videos, but we make full production videos too, as well as you know interviews and... and uh, corporate explainer videos and all, all sorts of things. So we're a full, full production video company, but we're very, very drone centric. And, uh, I think we're the perfect match for what you guys are trying to do. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, as always, thank you for being on the show. We're definitely going to ask you back. We'll all have right. you back yeah, yeah. for a 15th time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, no, we, we love it. It's great content, great insight. If you're in aerial drone photography need uh, of those services, drone on demand, I can attest who does tremendous work. Yes. We've gotten raves about the videos that they've mm -hmm. created for us. Thank so, you. Trina, I think that's, uh, that's, that's a wrap. That's a wrap, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to this episode. We'll see you next time inside the sale ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.